today we're doing something a little different on Love by a Lawyer. We're going to talk to someone who's not a lawyer. We're talking to Mike McElroy. He's a retired police officer. He's got a lot to say. I'm Lewis Goodman. Mike McElroy, welcome to Love Thy Lawyer. It's great Thank to have you. Yeah, it's great to have you. I'm, I'm so uh, happy you're able to join us. Now, you're not a lawyer, but you've certainly had a lot of experience working with lawyers, both professionally and in your personal family life. Is that correct? That is correct. So you are a retired police officer, is that right? Yes, uh, 28 years of service together. And your first experience as a police officer was in the United States Army. That is correct. I was uh, joined the Army in, um, when I was 17 in the delayed entry program. Went in the Army in November of 75. Where are you from originally? I, Where are you from originally? Uh, born in San Francisco, California. Raised in the uh, projects, uh, public housing in North Beach for the first few years of my life. And I uh, went to high school in San Mateo. At San Mateo High School? San Mateo High School. We have a few famous people that uh, went there. Merv Griffin, uh, Chris Christopherson, Dennis Haysburg, uh, just to name a few. I th- Who was the other? Somebody. Alicia Silverstone. And after you got out of high school, you went to college, I mean, to uh, the Army right away. That is correct. I went to the uh, United States Army. was honorably discharged. I went there from November 75 to 78. Um, and I did a year of college in the Army. Your, your primary job in the Army was a military policeman, is that correct? That's correct. I was a correctional specialist, military police. How did, you, uh, get into, so, how did you get into that work in the Army? Well, you know, Lou, here's what happened. I went down to the recruiting station. I was kind of one of these lost guys, didn't know what he was going to do after high school. But I know I didn't want to go to the uh, College of Small Minds. Uh, that's College of San Mateo on the Hill. So <laughs> I decided, oh, I'll do something. I joined the Army. Uh, it was the Vietnam War just ended, uh, April of, of 75. So I said, let me join the Army. And I went in there and um, went to the recruiting office. Uh, the I'll never forget it because the uh, the guy in the Navy was too nice. Well, I mean, he was, uh, you know, I didn't want to be on a ship. The guy in the Marines was just, you know, too jaw-jacking at me, you know. So um, the Air Force uh, wasn't in the planes. But the Army guy was real nice. I mean, he was super nice. Anything to sign on the dotted line, cookies, uh cookies, drinks, soft drinks, whatever you want, you know, sit and listen to them. And uh, then you take a GT test, what's called. And they come out and they tell you, you could you could do anything you want to do here on this list here. This is where you scored. And it said military police. And I said, well, I could do that. And he said, yeah, you could do that. I signed up for it. What kind of work did you do as a military policeman? I was a correctional specialist. I worked in uh, worked in Fort Leavenworth, Kansas. Fort Leavenworth, Kansas disciplinary barracks. Uh, and did a number of uh, duties in the prison. Is that basically where you learned your police work? Yeah, more or less. Well, you learn a lot about police work. But I also went through military police course at uh, Fort McCullen, uh, Alabama. How was that? Where, 
that was interesting. You know, you just you learn all the things about police and patrol work and, and you know, taking the most direct route. And uh, it's like a really crash course schoolwork. And then you also had a correction course, too. So I went through both courses, and it was, uh, it was pretty interesting. When you got out of the Army, you went into the Oakland Police Department. That is true. Well, first I, uh, I went to school for a while, and then I went to the Oakland Police Department. Uh, and then I went to the Sheriff's Department. And then I ended up uh, retiring out of uh, Berkeley after 15 years. Do a little compare and contrast with Oakland Sheriff's Department, Berkeley Police. What were those experiences like? Oh, all, all of them are completely different. Completely different. Oakland, Oakland had a different philosophy than Berkeley as far as police work is control is concerned. And then as uh, the Sheriff's Department, a number of duties that they have there was I did the jails and the court, and they had a little training patrol program out at Eaton Township township station but for the most part it was the jail and the court and uh the duties are very different compared to the uh, police department tell me a little bit about the difference between oakland and berkeley police because there are cities that are right next to each other yeah i went i was in the oakland department in 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 1980 so those were the uh you know 80s you know that was before all that i mean that was uh before all that uh what was that writers thing uh right I had never experienced any of that when I was working in Oakland. That, that kind of writer's crap. Uh, I I was actually really surprised when I that kind of that kind of thing. So um, I think that Oakland had just a different philosophy in those days uh, than and then of course of than what I uh, had to deal with in Berkeley. I think uh, Oakland was a little more aggressive as far as uh, you know the philosophy of policing, and that was because of your clientele for the most part during the 80s. Berkeley was different in a lot of ways. Smaller department, uh, bigger egos, but smaller department, but uh, it's all bureaucrats. Hmm. What did you you like about doing police work? I think I was kind of programmed for it. Uh, And what I mean by programmed for it, after after the uh, uh, service in the military, three years in the military basically you're 23 or 21 and 23 you're coming out you need a job and that wasn't i didn't look at it as a bad job and it wasn't a bad job it's just easy thing to get into for me for the most part so in some ways it was sort of a natural progression from the military into the police right right exactly it's 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 uh it comes kind of easy to you because the all the, the police departments are paramilitary organizations, as you know. So, you know, the uniform, the keeping up with things and that kind of stuff, it's kind of easy to do. And it's even easier to do when you run into a group that's never been into the military. And there's a lot of uh, people in California uh, in law enforcement that haven't never been into the military. So, Would you recommend going into police work for a young person thinking about a career choice? Yes. It just would have to depend on the person. And, you know, you you grow into things and, you, you know, if you sign up when you're 25, you're going to be a different guy at 35 anyways in anything in life. How, how did police work meet your expectations if it did or did it differ from your expectations? Well, I'm retired now, so I have a pension, and I'm happy to 
you know, that's over with for the most part. Uh, so it's, it's met my expectation as, as far as the benefits after 20 years. You have a lot of lawyers in your family. Your brother's a lawyer. Your sister is a recently retired judge. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, yeah, my brother and sister are both lawyers. So there's a lot of talk around the table. And you were around the legal system and observed the legal system uh, as a bailiff in court. Do you do you think the legal system was fair to people in general or not fair? What do you, what what was your sense of it? You know, my time I worked at the Hayward Municipal Court for I think it was about three years or three and a half years. The judges really care. The judges that I worked for, they seemed to 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 really care uh, to really care. You're a retired police officer. You served in several different departments, had your whole career in police work. You're also an African-American man. What's your take on what's going on these days here in the United States, if you'd be willing to comment on that? And I, and I, and I also want you to know that I, I don't expect you to, to represent all police officers or all African-American people, but... I just want to hear what Mike McElroy thinks because you're a guy I've talked to a lot and I have so much uh, respect and enjoyment for the things that you say. It's, it's, just, it's just a personal opinion, is it, more or less. Right. My own personal opinion. Now, what was the question again, on? Just what's your, what's your take on what's going on with the, um, with, with pol- the way police agencies and black people and other people of color are relating to each other now in the in the wake of the uh, of the of recent events in Minneapolis in Atlanta um, where where there've been uh, police shootings and people dying as a result of police shootings yeah, well, I think you, you have so many of them. That's the thing about it is. And I think the thing about it is if you didn't have the phones, I mean, if you didn't, the problem with a lot of this stuff is if you did not have a phone and you didn't have a video, people with the police report, you'd, you'd, you'd imagine a whole different story. Take, for instance, that Oscar Grant thing. There wasn't a video. Come on. The report would have read that this guy was bucking like a, a horse I couldn't control him and you know all this stuff and boom when the report comes out and you have a video you still can't believe it because the report is like this isn't the same thing that I'm watching on video you've traveled a lot in uh, your life tell us a little about some of the places you've been I try to go as many places as possible I, I like Latin America I've been to Asia and Tokyo and Osaka Hong Kong, Taipei, and I lived on the island of Saipan. How did that happen? My dad was director of Peace Corps in Micronesia, and it's very interesting. So my dad was director of Peace Corps in Micronesia out there, the uh, Micronesian Islands from uh, 67 to 70. And you lived there? Lived on an island called Moen Island and Truck, Truck Islands for a couple months. No electricity, biggest house on the islands, infested with termites, had an uh, ice box that was uh, ran on kerosene. So everything that came out of it tastes like kerosene, cold showers, and mosquitoes. That's what I remember about truck. 
And then we moved up to Saipan for the rest of the tour, which was like two and a half years uh, on the island of uh, Saipan. And the Mariana Islands. It's 140 miles north of Guam. What's your experience with lawyers been like? Uh, good. Uh, actually good. I... I, my, I they're very necessary, and if you, you get if you get a good lawyer who knows what he's doing, damn, you really hit pay dirt. You, uh, no matter what your case may be. If you were not a police officer, what other job do you think would interest you? Be, be an auctioneer, you know. Oh, an auctioneer, it's yeah. auctioning things. <laughs> yeah, 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 something like that. So you know, something I could do that. But, um, and I, I don't mind security, that kind of thing. Well, security's, you know, police work, right? Yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of. But but security, that's all you do actually is observe. You know, it's like that, uh, it's like that commercial, the guy in the bank. Yeah. You know, where the guy comes in and robs it and everybody on the ground just get on the ground and observe, you know? Mm-hmm, yeah. You don't, you don't have to do anything foolish. That's what they tell you to do in security anyways. Don't do anything take, foolish? Yeah. Call 911. Call 911 and observe and, and try to remember what you saw. And, and they, they don't want you to do anything. They don't want you to do anything. Let's say you had a magic wand. You could kind of wave it over the legal system, the police system, the world. What If there was one thing that, that you could change, what what do you think that would be? Probably would be the treatment of mentally ill people. Can you be you know, more specific? More specific. There's a lot of people who are plain, obviously, mentally ill. And, of course, that's, you know, one man's judgment. But there's some things that are quite obvious. And then they I mean, end up being treated as criminals. Uh, just end up being treated as criminals, going around in a circle and, and the whole two yards, instead of having true treatment. And that's the same with people in confinement, you know, that get in there. Most of these guys, you know, other than the guys like Madoff, you know, that guy who did all that swindling and stuff. Right. You, you're, you could probably work with some, especially young people. Some people are just criminally minded, you know, and there's nothing too much you could do about that. But if you could get to some of these people when they're young, it would be really helpful. And of course, straight poverty is always a, a loser. If you had a couple billion dollars, came into it somehow, what, if anything, in your own life would you change? Healthcare and, and schooling. What do you mean? Free. Healthcare, especially healthcare. To- healthcare and, and, and schooling. Schooling, for, schooling up to four years of college, free. Anyone who wants to go. Anyone. So you would you like to set up a like a scholarship so people could go system, to school. A system, well, a system, a system, a public school system, or or a, that that works for everyone. That everyone, you know, that everyone, we all know, Lou, that the schools in Dublin are different than the schools in Oakland. And right. You wonder why. You want? I mean, you wonder why. And there's a lot of kids. There's a lot of kids with the really. Look really smart and articulate that just can't, you know, geez, can't afford and t- can't afford and can't navigate the systems and in, in, in getting a higher education, higher than even than uh, than four years of college, 
But that should be free for everyone. Everyone and anyone. To, to go through four years of college. Four years of college, please. Free. Free. And, and breakfast when you go there in the morning. Mike McElroy, thank you so much for joining us on Love Thy Lawyer. It was really a pleasure to talk to you. I always enjoyed talking to you, whether we're recording or not. And I want to thank you for all your comments today. Well, it's been my pleasure, Lou, and I really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, I get sick of talking to my brother and sister. They're the attorneys, so they're talking to you. Thanks for joining us today on Love Thy Lawyer. Special thanks to Mike McElroy, Joel Katz for music, Brian Matheson for technical support, and Tracy Harvey. Please rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts. I'm Lewis Goodman. Well, I'm very flattered. I'll have to edit this out of the podcast, though.